This is JMJ Real Talk with Josh, Maria, and Jolene. Well, welcome back. This is JMJ Real Talk episode 21, Letting It Be. Why is letting it be important in your life? Well, I think if we need to be able to move on from certain things that happen in our life, we need to be able to let it be and not just say (laughs) I'm letting it be, but actually moving on from there because it's really not healthy to live in the past. I completely agree with you, Jolene. And I was just thinking the exact same thing is that, you know, we all say, oh, I'm going to let it be. And then it keeps coming up and coming up. Well, that's not really letting it be. And I think we need to be able to let it go or let it be so that we can move forward in in our lives. I don't know about you, but every time I hear let it be, I have to just think of the song (laughs) song by the Beatles, you know. Um, But but I agree. I think that (laughs) when we allow something from the past or even currently to upset you or to cause you to have a shift in your thinking about yourself, then you're allowing somebody else to be in control of you and you're allowing events to be in control of you. And if we allow that, then we're giving up our power. And when we give up our power, we're not able to be in charge anymore. And we can't be not be in charge of what we're doing. We have to be able to be in control of our own lives. And I don't know if it's my growth <laughs> from the last five years or if it's just my, <laughs> my <laughs> it could be my age as well, but I just, I have a really hard time with people that hold on to their anger. Maybe it's because I finally dealt with my own that I can see how unhealthy it was for me. And so then I I don't have, I guess I don't have the patience when people just live in that past, live in that anger. And I know it's really hard to let go, but it's so much more healthier if you can. What are some things that help you live in the moment? For me is taking a moment and breathing and actually like a deep breathing and kind of reflecting on what's going on in my life at the moment. So it's kind of like escaping the moment to be in the moment. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) to being present in the moment. Yeah, I, I do the breathing as well because that really helps me become grounded, especially when I realize, oh, I'm holding my breath right now. Mm-hmm. Why am I holding my breath? So that curiosity of, okay, why am I feeling this way right now? And being a little bit more in tune with what's going on in your body is very helpful. I think that attunement to your body is what's important is that you have to be able to realize, okay, ooh, my jaw just clenched this little bit when that happened or, ooh, I tensed my shoulders up when that happened or, you know, I'm stopped breathing, which I don't know about you guys. But since I've been on this journey of mindfulness, I have realized that uh, that's my go to Mm -hmm. is that I just stop breathing and I'm just like, okay, well, no, you have to keep breathing so that you can continue to to make decisions and, and figure out how to go from what could have triggered you to remaining calm. I totally agree with that. And I've kind of learned this last, actually this last couple of months, because I've been talking to people about it, that when I get really anxious or nervous or upset, I hide my thumbs. Like Mm. I'll sit like this. You know how some, when people get, they like clench their fists, but my, I actually hide my thumbs and I like hold them. And I didn't realize I did that until I started 
paying attention to my body. So it was not just that I was stopping breathing or I wasn't holding my breath or whatever, but I was actually like looking at other parts of my body and seeing what those things are doing. It's like, okay, I'm safe right now. I can, I'm, I'm okay. I can deal with this. I'm going to let go of my thumbs right now. <laughs> oh, okay. That feels better. And when I did, when I started doing that, my sh- shoulders just automatically dropped. And then I just felt like a little bit more at peace. I think uh, uh, some, some more things like that, you know, noticing your body, noticing how you are entering a room, noticing all of that, but also there's some physical things that you have to do in order to stay present. Like for me, if my phone is near me, I have a tendency to like grab my phone and get on Facebook, get on social media. And it is not a, it's not an intentional, I don't want to be a part of this conversation. It's a, I have a little bit of an ADD brain. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not doing two things at one time, I'm not able to focus on anything. Mm -hmm. And so I've found for me, um, I'm thinking specifically like when I attend a conference or something, I bring fidgets with me to help stay in the moment. Because if I have something that I'm doing with my hands, if I don't have an actual fidget, I'm clicking a pin or I'm tapping my fingers or I'm like moving back and forth or I get on my phone. But if I have something with me that I can continually do that's not disruptive to the conversation, then I'm able to stay more in the moment. And I know that, you know, this is a new year, so... Happy New Year, everyone. (laughs) But it's also a time where we make resolutions and we often do like a physical type of resolution, but a mental resolution would be a great thing to do too. Finding maybe your resolution this year is to let it be and to be in that moment and to be present and to listen to what your body is telling you and what your body needs, which is oxygen. So breathe. (laughs) Uh, another thing that works for me too is I, I find like my thoughts going like a hundred miles an hour. So instead of being present and in the moment, I'm always thinking, okay, what's next? Okay, what's next? Okay. Oh, I ne- now I need to do this. A- and so then I stop that thinking to say, hey, take a breath. Just think about what you're doing right now and get that done because you can't move on until you get this part done. So I think that's another thing for me too. I've also found that, you know, when I first started with the bi- the breathing, I would close my eyes to focus my attention on my breath to be able to stay in. And then once I got good with breathing, I didn't have to close my eyes to do that. I was able to just take that deep belly breath in and then breathe out. But I'm finding myself more and more now closing my eyes again, because I think that we have so much... Uh, Anybody who works in education right now knows the craziness of education. And I don't know how many times, I don't want to admit that I say this a day, but it's a day (laughs) that I don't like my job, you know, and it's not the kids. It's not the people I work with. It's not anything that's school related. It's simply, well, there is so much stress with the world Mm -hmm. and what kids are bringing in and what we are bringing in and and trying to check at the door so that we can have a, a good learning day that I have to close my eyes and just breathe Mm -hmm. and let it all go so that I can be in the moment with those kids and I have to let it be. I have to let what's happening in the world be. I have to let what's happening, you know, down the street be. I have to let it be. And the only way for me to be able to do that is to truly close my eyes, take a deep breath, wish all of that well, Mm -hmm. and then move forward. It's hard when you know that you're supposed to be the safety for kids, but you alone don't feel safe in the moment. And so like you said, that you have to actually practice that. And sometimes you have to close your eyes because there's just too much noise on the outside. And I find this, I don't know, I feel like recently with, you know, being a mother and not feeling 
100% the last couple months. But I like, oh, well, I have to do this and this and this when I get home. And then, oh, I need to go to the grocery store and I need to make sure I do this. And then it's the list gets mm-hmm. longer and longer. And the, to the point where it beca- I'm like hiding my thumbs. <laughs> And so I, I, it's so hard to remember. I know it, I know it needs to be done, but it's so hard to remember just to be in that moment and to let it all go away for just a moment. Well, and to be able to say, this is, this is enough. Like this is good enough at this moment. You know, I'm doing the best that I can Mm -hmm. at the moment. And that's all I have to offer. You know, it's taken us 30 and 40 years to... (laughs) To get to the point where we can do this. So how do we teach this to children? How do we teach children to let it be? Well, I think the first thing is when they're they're in that upset moment to get them to breathe because that's the first thing that needs to be done because that oxygen to the brain really helps and helps with problem solving. And then the next thing is is not necessarily solve the problem for them, but tell them, you know what, you got this, you can do this. It's hard, but you can get through it and I'll be there for you. And teaching them how to be calm in the moment. I think that's the hardest part is learning, you know, how to breathe and be calm in order to think about the situation because you know if you're in your survival brain you, you can't think through that process i feel like for kids it can almost be easier to learn how to let it be as long as we give them the tools to be able to do that and we give them the space to practice it in because if they see us in the classroom or at home not letting things be Mm-hmm. The modeling, the modeling piece is not there. Mm-hmm. But if we are showing them how to let things be that are not in our control, and we are teaching them skills to let things be that are not in their control, they're going to have a better opportunity to be able to say, "Okay, I'm going to let that be. I'm going to let that person sit with those feelings because that's not about me. That's a them thing, and and not taking on that feeling as well." It's hard being an adult. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it is so it's hard. hard. It's hard to be a kid. Oh yeah. In today's world. Right. But it's super hard to be an adult because you're the model. Just like you were saying, you're the model that they need to see. And so when we get upset, but it's also okay to get upset too. We need to show them how we can deal with our feelings in a healthy way. I was just going to say that I feel like it's hard as an adult to do it all day long. Mm -hmm. We do it in the classroom a lot Mm -hmm. because it's easier to do with other people's kids. Oh, yeah. When you do it at home it's even harder. I know that for me, I'm like, I almost sometimes feel like a fraud (laughs) (laughs) because I'm like, you know, in the classroom, I'm like this very disciplined brain and I'm very like seeing with and seeing people's intentions and having a positive intent with, with people and with students and kids and being very mindful of how I interact. But then I go home and I'm like, why are you doing that? (laughs) You know, and we kind of lose our shit sometimes. (laughs) And And I've actually, said well. that like I've dealt with kids all day long can you guys just like <laughs> just just handle it just handle it which and I've done that been holding it together all which day long is so unfair to the kids in our homes yes it is because when we we would hope that we could be better at home because we're like these are our kids like these are the <laughs> kids that we want to be we want to really influence you <laughs> to be great you know positive people in the world <laughs> yet I'm at home at school all day doing this and I get home and I'm like why are you just not acting the way you should be acting <laughs> you know and it's kind of funny and 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 and, and, and as soon as I do it, I'm like, okay, that's not the way I wanted to talk to you. Let me retry that. 
Right. Because I'm going to let my tiredness be so that I can be the adult that you need in your life. Mm -hmm. And we have to do that too. We have to let it be that, you know, kids are going to make mistakes. Kids are going to be trying at home because they are in a safe place. But we also have to make sure that we are present in that moment with them so that we're not being harmful to their mental growth. And to have our own kid like question us too. Like, are you having a bad day? I mean, my my kids are older, you know, they're juniors in high school. And so they've they're like, you had a bad day, didn't you? (laughs) Yes, I'm sorry. And I shouldn't have talked like that. And they're like, that's okay, mom. I'm like, no, no, it's not. It's not okay. I should be a little bit more patient, you know, but having them be able to have that reflection though with me now as they're older is so helpful being a single parent but also being the one they rely on all the time is is stressful in itself so it's really nice that they're at the age now where they're like oh okay so I understand that you're upset right now but it's probably not with me and yeah you're right well I think it's also important for kids to see that even if they are little kids for you to to catch that reflection to say oh I may making a mistake by the way I'm talking to you right now let me fix it Mm -hmm. I agree with that when do you think it is difficult to just let it be when you're not ready to let it be (laughs) (laughs) when you just want to hold on to it just a little bit when you're tired (laughs) stressed overwhelmed overwhelmed when you're already juggling enough as it is and then something happens I'm a I have a son who is so much like me and he has a hard time just like myself struggling with um a change in in a schedule like okay I know that when I wake up I can do x y and z I have it all planned out and then all of a sudden a b and c comes along and it's like I don't have time for that and then people are like well why don't you have time for that because I've already got my day planned out. I don't have time for A, B, and C. And that's something that we both kind of struggle with when we've already have plans. So it's really hard in that moment to teach him to let it be when it's, I am like the same way. So I feel like those are my difficult times when I are the times when I'm trying to model something that I struggle with on my own. Well, and also when you're in your emotional state, I mean, you can't let it be if you're still in in that state. Well, and I think that when you feel it's personal, Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. you feel like it's a personal attack and if you take it personal, uh, because if you if you take it personal, you're going to have that defensive mode up already so that you don't get hurt. And when you are in that defensive mode, you can't let it be. You're going to take it on and take it on and take Mm -hmm. it on. And then you're going to react rather than to respond. And I think there's been people in my life where I, at the very beginning of the relationship, I was like, I don't understand you. I don't understand you. Why are you like this? (laughs) But then once I have that understanding, then I'm like, oh, okay, that's just you. You're doing you right now. I'm doing me and I'm going to, this is not happening to me right now. It's just happening in front of me. So I'm okay with that. And I'll just let you do your thing. And I think that it's not like I'm trying to disconnect from that person, but I'm disconnecting in a way where it's more healthy for me. And I'm actually able to let it be now where at the beginning of the relationship, I was just like, that totally bugs me. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. We do. And just remember what usually bugs us is something that we do as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but not all the time though. Not all the time. Not all the time. Because I mean, I'm not going to get in specifics because it, it's about me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but someone in the room. Am I taking it personal? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't want to. I don't want you to take it personally. <laughs> when is it easy to let it be? When the world is going our mm-hmm. way. 
and you're in a relaxed state when you see things with positive intent i i feel it's easy to to let it go and to let it be because you know that they may be going through something that you don't know about yeah because we all know that we don't know everything that's going on in each other's lives so we do have to have that empathy i think empathy plays a big part in letting it be especially when it's the easy part you know when you're when it's easy to let it be is when you're you're looking through a, a positive intent or or empathy in a situation and i think it's also easy to let it be when when you trust that person so depending on the type of relationship that you have with that person it might be easier to let it be with a person that you trust compared to someone that you don't i i agree with that i think trust has a huge huge uh play in whether or not you can let something be um if it's a person to person thing if it's like just the world doesn't go well like oh your car doesn't start or you know you're gonna be late to work or whatever those are harder things to let be um because of that fear of disappointing other people i guess but yeah i think that definitely connection and truth or trust help with help with that because we've all had those moments where we thought we were we had a connection with someone and then the next time you see them and they totally blow you off and you're like what did i do what did i do and then the next time you see him they're like hey how's it going <laughs> and you're like okay i'm totally confused right now but it was probably because something was going on at that moment that we didn't quite know about and so for them for them mm-hmm. And so I feel like we need to make sure that we're giving each other a break too, because we really don't know the whole story. So a lot of it is not taking it personal is also Mm -hmm. helping, I guess not taking it personal and letting it be in my mind are very similar. Mm -hmm. You can't take somebody else's reaction to you any way other than just for face value, because you don't know what is going on in their life. You don't know what, what happened, you know, two days prior to them seeing you or an hour before seeing you, you have have to just take it for what it is. And I think in like episode nine, when we talked about judgment too, we have to be mindful of not judging the situation or judging others or even shooting on them. You know, like you should be acting like this right now. And you know, so really episode seven, eight and nine, if you haven't listened to those, here's <laughs> yeah. our little plug for that. Go back and listen to seven, eight and nine, shooting mindfulness and judgment. Yes. Uh, because uh, all of those really do play into letting it be when you can not should on somebody else when you have a mindful outlook of what they're doing and you look at it without a judging view you're going to be able to let things be and i think that also applies to yourself as well too you know i reflect a lot and like my day and the things that i did and it's like oh my god i was completely rude to that lady she said hello to me i said hello but i didn't spend those extra few seconds or a minute to say hey how's it going how are you doing i just kind of left her and i went to my meeting because i just felt rushed and i think in this with all the technology we have out there i am so happy that i grew up in the age where there was not any technology or cell phones or anything like that because I do a lot of stupid things and it would be really hard for me <laughs> to let it be with some of the stuff it was if it was recorded <laughs> I kind of think like you know you go to a party and you maybe have a little bit too much to drink or something and <laughs> You wake up the next day and you're like, oh my God, what did I just say? What did I do? Who did I talk to? Oh, and sometimes it works out for the better. Yeah. Because you get a Christmas gift you didn't know that you asked for. Yeah. And sometimes you like, I don't know, sometimes you maybe do stick your foot in your mouth and you then have this fear the next time you see that group of people that you're like, oh my God. 
God, are they going to be judging me? Did they judge me for what I said, what I did? I was dancing on a table. I can't <laughs> believe I danced on a table. <laughs> you did? No, I didn't dance on a table. Man, I <laughs> wish I was at that, that party. And but I'm just saying, like, but those are the things that I, that you worry about. I worry yes. about mm-hmm. after a night of, you know, having a little bit, a little too much fun. Yep. And, and then you're like, oh my gosh, did I embarrass myself? But you just have to let it be. It is what it was. You can't change it. Mm-hmm. Let's move forward. The relationships you have with those people are going to still be there no matter what you did. As mm-hmm. long as you were, you can talk <laughs> about it. As long as, you, as long as you can talk about right? What are some strategies that you use to let it be? I think for me, I'd have to go back to, to the breathing, uh, positive intent, and, and having empathy. I think for me, it's definitely breathing, but also like being aware of my entire body because I, I feel like I hold all that stress in certain areas of my body. So I need to be mindful of what that feels like. I think that big piece of being present in moments so that you can let things be. Because if you're carrying on that baggage of things that happened two days ago, three days ago, or things you saw on the news, you're already going to be in a state that's not helpful to letting it be. Mm-hmm. You have to be at a, a calm state, an executive thinking state versus a an emotional state so that you can consciously say, I'm going to let this be. And not get stuck in someone else's rabbit hole, right? And right. not letting... The shoulda, coulda, wouldas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, but also <laughs> not letting someone else's inability to let it be drag you down. Because right. I... I I just don't have the patience for it anymore. Or to get caught up in that. Yeah. Letting it be is one of the hardest things to do. When things happen that do not directly affect you, letting it be is the best thing to do for your mental and physical health. You have to let it be so that you stay healthy and happy. This was JMJ Real Talk. Tune in next time for more on social emotional health.